Welcome to another episode of the Dibley Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your main host, Callum, and as always, I am joined by producer, director, oh, I'll need another night, so I don't know what else to call you. Well, I've got a few names I can call you, but anyway, I'll call you. Courier. Courier? Yeah. I don't know. Cutting the stuff. Aye, uh, yeah. well, Cooney, aren't you? Storm. Storm. All sorts. All round, I was pushing it. <laughs> Professional number 11. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's even the number on my back. Anyway, yeah. Um, Mine says how much I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> no fat loss. <laughs> um, Hence the cramp. Indeed, indeed. Quite a sight. Quite a sight. The uh, Falkland boys loved it. No wonder. I mm. mean, people would pay money to see me roll a bit. <laughs> some weird people out there. Yeah. <laughs> there are some very strange people out there. Yeah. Oh, babble naps are beautiful. An in-swinging yorker. That was quality. I like that. Uh, Made up from a horrific cramp. Even uh, though that came first. Making an arse of myself. <laughs> I just, I, I genuinely, I followed the shot and then turned round and you were just rolling on the ground. <laughs> well, even the wicket keeper looked like he was trying to catch me at one point because <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> you were a bit dramatic, bit dramatic. Anyway, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's the first first game out the way for us and onto the league now. Yep, um, in less than what day and a half time. Yep. Yeah. Hoping Indeed. for no rain. Um, really home for no rain. Hoping yeah. that the Largo boys get really, really drunk at their fortieth anniversary now. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, if you guys can just be absolutely wrecked and we can roll you we over on Saturday. Yeah. Specifically to guys who are in the eleven on Saturday. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's uh our up and coming. Um but yeah, I Rain, I think, is going to put pain to a lot of cricket this weekend. Uh, it is. It is. It's put a pain to a lot of net sessions this evening and That's ground cool. preparation, which is frustrating. So, yeah, me go. I got our match balls. As, That's um, good, yeah. They're very, as we touched on in the interview, they're a bit orange coloured. Yeah. Um, seems feel good, though. Good, because the seams last year weren't great. Um, oh no, like even the cheap balls have got a better scene. Last year's were horrific. They were, they were. But so that was Duke from top to bottom because obviously they uh, were complaining about that at test match level yeah. as well, um, not just down in club level. They just had a bad year, Dukes, last year, didn't they? Um, anyway, so Division 1 and 2 preview today. Yes. And we're going to kick off with an interview with the new entrance to Division 2 yep. coming over from Eska uh, and that is Broomhall. We caught up with their captain, uh, Yayan Ward um, and we'll pass you over to our interview with him now. We are delighted to be joined by uh, new SPCU entrance Broomhall's uh, captain, uh, Yayan Ward. Uh, Yayan, how are you this evening? Thank you for joining us. I'm good, thanks. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, just back from a sort of miserable, wet, midgy-infested training session. So it's, <laughs> it's good to be inside uh, speaking to you guys. But, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we gave our training a miss tonight. It just was not the weather for it. <laughs> yeah, it must be slightly yeah. drier than Fife than by us. Yeah, maybe should have done that as well. It was just tempting, you know, just enough to get you down and then it just started raining. So <laughs> <laughs> but we stayed in, we stayed on. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess as we'll go straight into, as I mentioned, uh, new entrance for the to the SPCU Broomhall, mm-hmm. um, having previously played in Esca. Um, can you give us a bit of insight as to your a reasoning behind making the change? Yeah, I guess I guess from my sort of perspective, and I guess from a, a few guys in the team. Um, obviously, you touched on there. We're um, a Fife-based team at Charleston, Lime Kilns, just outside of Dunfermline. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of our, well, a lot of our guys in the, in the youth system, when I sort of growed up, um, played against the likes of Yalagos, Falklands, Frukies, Glenrothes, under-13s, under-15s. And a lot of our players are still part of that setup. So yeah. myself, I played, and then there's probably four, five, six guys that did play in that setup as well. Uh, and then last year we played in Division Three in Esker, uh, and we finished second bottom, got relegated. Um, that's maybe, you know, we, and we got promoted from Division Four the year before. So, so we feel like Division Four was our probably our standard, yeah. but we just felt having played the likes of those teams in the past, the five teams. It'd be nice to go to those grounds again. Good memories in the past. Uh, and to just sort of see what that's all about. And then obviously there's teams in Perthshire that we've never played at. Um, our growth for for sure. Then Dundee. Um, a, few, a few of our guys have played at those grounds, but the main core of us haven't haven't done so. So again, it would just be a good experience just to test the waters going up there. I mean, because we were going to teams in the borders, teams in East Lothian. You know, so it's a similar distance up to Perth, up to Dundee and beyond. So, yeah, we just thought, why, why not give it a go uh, and then see how just how the season goes, I guess, in, in SPCU. Yeah, you don't at least have any treks all the way up the road to Aberdeen on the cards, at least. So that's <laughs> a good thing for you. Uh, mute music to our ears when, uh, was it Crescent? Crescent, yeah. I think they're an Aberdeen-based team, but are, are they playing at Brecon? Yeah, so that, that's still, Brecon, still, yeah. still a fair fair trip away, like, but... Um, I think Dundee this season is our furthest away trip. So yeah. again, again, you'll get those every season. But I for the first season, rather, there's a, there's a few five teams and uh, maybe a couple further afield. So it'll be good for us for our first season in the league. Yeah, it's quite a five heavy league division too. I think. Ken, yeah, yeah. There's two Kinlock teams in Division Two. I think they're kind of some of the. You might find it. It depends on where your game lands. I have a feeling that yeah, some of Kinlock's threes games that because. They've got two teams, other teams playing on Saturday. I think they're a little bit nomadic this year until their AstroTurf wicket goes in. So I think they actually might be playing some of their games at Brecon, but I don't know what I can't remember off the top of my head which games they are. Certainly, that actually comes to to mind. That I think we're playing the 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 game that we were meant to play at Kinloch at Broomhall. So right. I think maybe right. our game was maybe during. Maybe they've not got the ground sorted yet, but I think we are playing a game at, at Broomhall. But yeah, we've got the both uh, Glenrothes teams in our league as well, uh, the ones and twos. Well, the, two, uh, the twos folk. have dropped out of the... Oh, you know, yeah, the twos have dropped, yeah. dropped out, but just so happened we've got a free week. Uh, you know, the Glenrothes have got a free week, so, so we've just arranged a few friendly. So it'll be a mixed team, so uh, at least it's a game of cricket at the end of the day when we play them, so. I know we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you told us beforehand that you've recently uh, become skipper. Um, how are you feeling yep. about that, taking on that responsibility? 
Yeah, looking forward to it, uh, to be honest. Um, vice skipper last year, uh, Chris, our former skipper. Uh, he's, he's still going to play in the team, but I think he was skipper for three, four seasons. Uh, right. And it just felt quite a natural time. He, he just came to me, said, Do you want to give it a go and all that stuff. And then come to the AGM and it has to get voted in. But yeah, you know, I was happy to do it. He was happy to step, sort of step down. Um, but he's, he's still going to be in the team. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, looking forward to it. Um, as I said, a new league, new skipper, sort of new sort of feel to the team. But um, yeah, yeah, I guess just looking forward to it overall. Yeah, because I suppose it is five base, a lot of five base teams, as I mentioned. But I'd imagine a lot of the players, particularly to yourself, if you've you know come across some Esker will be new to you. Mm. So I suppose it's a quick, quick learning curve trying to get to grips with how different players play and all these kind of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I, I listened to the podcast last week. Um, I forget the name, but was it the Strathmore captain? That was yeah, yeah. Liam Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, it was Liam Sweeney. Yeah. Matthew Parker was his, uh, his Zoom name. Yeah, yeah. He was using a different, <laughs> a different laptop, but he was talking about the pink ball and the lacquer comes off and oh, this and that. But this is our first time using a pink ball. Uh, Eska, we just get the, yeah, Eska, just red balls, standard balls. So that would be another exciting thing to, to do as well. Um, using the pink ball, heard it you know, might swing a bit more early on and it just, comes off a bit quicker so again all a learning curve um but yeah just another sort of element to sort of be excited about um in a new season yeah yeah definitely i think it's a because it's the first season that the spcu has gone to pink balls as well so it is a, what was it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's an, a learning yeah. curve for all of us um yeah with the way i bowl still not something i'm particularly excited about would much rather have a red one in my hands but anyway <laughs> Yeah. It is what yeah, it hopefully, is. Hopefully, you'll be able to see it a little bit better. You know. Well, there is that. There is that. Yeah. 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 The quite uh, the balls that I actually picked up the Delvin ball or the first batch of them because still the league's still waiting on them all to come through. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a fife shed load on its way down. So I don't know whether they've reached you yet, but quite yeah, orangey looking this year. Kind of the pink. Oh, so it's. Which I don't like as well. I think you pick up the lighter pink ball a bit, or personally easier a bit than the sort of orangey kind of pink. But we'll all be playing with the same thing, so I suppose it balances out. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes that first game of the season when we both get bowled out for thirty. <laughs> and it's, no one can see this new pink ball. Um, but at least, at least all the teams are in the same boat. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose, obviously, a new team, a lot of people, this might be their first time coming to Broom Hall, but I suppose without maybe giving too many of your secrets away, who who at Broom Hall should we be sort of looking out for? Who who are your sort of leading lights with the bat, leading lights with the ball? You know, who are we likely to see on the on the sort of scorecards and things like that performing? This is a tough one. I mean, you know, I said we got relegated last year. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a long... <laughs> So a long season. Actually, looks f- good funny. In the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole team, you, you know about that. The whole team looks good in the net. So that comes to the Saturday. But uh, no, actually, about that season last year, we, we started the first. We won our th- first three out of the four games uh, in Division Three, and then it just went downhill from there. But and, you know, you can have those sort of seasons. But um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess. No, to be totally honestly, I'm not just hitting this because they're my team and they're, they're my guys, but we do have a lot of talented players. Um, 
anyway, you just, you just last season, you know, you get one loss and it turns into two, into three, and it just it can just sort of weigh on you a little bit. Yeah. But but we, you know, guys that will come to our our ground, you'll you know, hopefully see that we've got a bit of talent about us. I, I mentioned his name, Chris, our former captain. Um, he's he's played for us for you know. I was you know, at least 15 years, you know, as a as, as a young lad, 18 year old. Um, so he scored a lot of runs, taken a lot of wickets. Chris Hofflin, um, Scotty Lucas. He, he's played a bit um, um, through through the ranks with myself. He's he's played for a few teams that people might might have heard of. He's played for Glen Rothes, Harriet Watts. Uh, so Harriet's. Um, he, he played for Cali in the academy. Um, right. Neil Ramsey's a good player. We picked up from a team um, in Esca called Morton. Uh, they play in, in Edinburgh at the Meadows, yeah. uh, and he's you know good can bat can bowl. Uh, and yeah, we just and that sort of core group that I mentioned playing playing with myself as a youngster. Um, yeah, we, we've all got a good a good day in us, I believe. But it's just about showing it, uh, and hopefully you know SBCU Division Two is is where we can do that. But honestly, I. I, I Good, good vibes about the the season coming up. I could be saying that as captain, but uh, steering the helm. But yeah, no. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, some of our guys come good this year. Yeah. Have you set any targets for the year ahead? Um, nah, not, not, that would be exciting. Uh, uh, giving away on the call, but I think we just <laughs> want to get that, get that winning feeling back. To be honest, um, yeah. after getting relegated, because um, again, Division Four is probably our level. And we might have maybe finished mid-table, maybe near near the top, but just just getting that winning feeling back, uh, and then just going from there. Really, I mean, we, as I said, um, that core group of guys have been together for 10, 15 years now through junior cricket. So we all get on and we all have a laugh. So it's just just getting that winning feeling back, and then just taking it one week at a time. That's that's honestly how we're gonna gonna view it this year. I suppose that's a good thing, though. If you can enjoy yeah. it. You know, and you you know, as a group of guys that get on, then that's kind of what you want, especially at this level of cricket. You you know, yeah. particularly if you, you are going on a bad run, at least if you can enjoy the social aspect of the game, then that's a good part to it. I know we do do that, and we do a good tea. Yeah, the teas are come back, so uh, you know. Oh, that's the that's the really important thing. You got to do a good tea. <laughs> yeah, but bowl, always bowl first, bat second, good teas. All right. <laughs> Oh well, when Bradalman get relegated this year, we'll just say that we're just going down for Broomhall's teas. That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're not getting yeah. relegated. Just getting the excuses that, in early, Andrew. That's it. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's a difficult one because I suppose you, you sort of talk about being at Esco Four as kind of your stand up, yeah. but I suppose that's and you touched on the fact that Crescent are coming into the league as well, and they're coming at Division 1. I suppose that's one of the interesting things, is actually it's quite a big unknown as to... I think at the, at the very top level, teams play each other in the Cups and things like that, and they can cross over in the EPL and things like that. But quite often, actually, once you're below that level, teams seldom see, see each other. You don't really play against people at a similar standard maybe the Challenge Cup, but there was the Small Clubs Cup in days gone by and things like that. So I suppose it's a, it's a yeah. difficult one to know where you guys sit. I was at the AGM when you guys got voted in and accepted and you kind of were quite happy with going in at Division 2, but it's 
it's an interesting one to know where to kind of in our head we'll talk sort of in the show about where we see division one and two and it's difficult to put where you guys are because we don't know where to compare you against uh I, I guess we'll find out, won't we? But again, it just seemed the fairest way just to get us into Division Two, and then just yeah. go from there. And then if you stay, if you stay there, if you stay there, if we're at the bottom, you know, or if we're at the top, just now we have a benchmark and we can push on from that. But I was looking at the teams, obviously, and again there was obviously a bit of a restructure. But I think Kinlock Twos they got twelve wins last year. Um, a team like Freaky Twos, their ones are in the championship. Is that am I right yeah. in saying? Yeah. So if if they get a strong week, you know there'll be a, you know maybe a couple of good players in in Division Two playing for them. Largo twos as well, um, and I think Dundee came down or, or they're yeah. restructured as well. So again, you can really just have a best guess at that. But yeah, as you said, you'll never know until you come against against these teams and just see how they go. So again, that's again each week will just be like that. You know, definitely the first half of the season, just trying to feel everyone out and just see how it all goes so now now you are right there's a little bit of an unknown but i guess teams that know about us either so it's just yeah yeah literally just not knowing what's going to happen game one game uh the first half of the season anyway well it sounds like you guys are probably raring to go for the season ahead yep, um, yep, and yep. you know it's um we wish you guys all the best of luck. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you won't be playing against us, so we can wish you luck. That's completely fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, we, we look forward to kind of seeing how your journey in the SPCU starts out. And no doubt we'll be touching on how you guys are doing at points over the season and maybe touch base again at some point further on and you can hear about it. And if we have a rained off game, maybe we'll come down and sample a tea. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've got plenty of... Uh... Sunday games available as well. If you fancy a game, uh, and, get, get, yeah, have a look at that. And do you start you start this weekend as well, or are you straight in with a free week? Uh, so we were due to play Glen Glenrothes twos, right. uh, but obviously because they um, dropped out about the Glenrothes ones, if they had a free week anyway. Right. So okay. I, I reckon they'll be bringing across, um, you know, I, I guess a mix of their ones and what would have been their twos. So. It's just another chance to another friendly, um, yeah, friendly game this week. And then we kick things off next week with a home game against Falkland Threes. Uh, and then I think Kinlock Threes um, the week after that as well. So, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Some good good fixtures coming up. Well, yeah, as Callum yeah. said, wish you all the best. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoy the switch across to the, the SPCU um, and hope the season goes well for you. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, hopefully speak to you soon. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Thanks again to Yayan for joining us there. It was a, a good chat about Broomhall. Um, and yeah, wish you all the best for the the season ahead. Now on to Div One Div One first and then we'll do Div Two. Probably makes sense. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's go through the, the runners and riders in Div One, the teams that are in the league. Forty people. The runners oh, and riders. Yeah. Looking at the runs team, so. There's more than 40 people because there's 10 teams. So on any given weekend, you would expect 110 people to be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, Meagle setting 11, Arbroath setting 11, Largo, Bredalban, IDI Services, Crescent. Just call them Crescent. Crescent. Dundee High School, former pupils. 
I refused to call Grange anything other than Grange on the, t- on the table last year as well. So they're the <laughs> present. They don't yeah. pay me sponsorship. So. <laughs> Perth took at second 11, St. Modens, Rossi Priory and Stonywood Dice second 11. Read out in the order of week one's fixtures. Um, tough league this year, Callum. Uh, very different league, certainly. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's a tough league by um, Division 1 standard comparison to last year, particularly. Um, obviously, mainly caused by three teams coming down. Yeah. Um, so you've got, obviously, Stonywood and Arbroath's second 11s and Dundee High School, basically their second 11 dropped down the bottom and their first 11 have come down. So you expect them to be stronger than their twos were last year and two very strong yeah, although second 11s. Well, we'll get on to Dundee. Are we just going to go through each fixture and speak about the teams? As yeah, well? let's do that. Let's do that. So, right. so uh, Meagle 2s, um, I expect them to be stronger than they were last year. They yeah. obviously have made a few signings that we touched on in the EPL preview show. Um, so by all accounts, it sounds like they will have guys who were once cricketers last year. Um, Chief amongst them being Hayden Guest, their um, overseas amateur last year, who what yeah. took thirty odd wickets in the the yeah. championship. So um, I mean, we already saw some face towards the tail end of last year, like Gordon Lamb was already down playing twos. Purcell's obviously making appearances for the twos and things like that. Um, yeah. So I think you're probably going to see a few more with a bit more regularity. I don't, you know, it's not going to all of a sudden turn into the twos, but. They've also got some young lads who are just that year older. Yeah. You know, um, like your Ian Christie's and things of the world. Um, so I think they're going to be a much stronger team than what yeah. they were. They, they kind of, they probably finished better than they started last year as it was. Um, but yeah, so they came fourth in last year's table. But yeah, pr- I'd expect them to be in a similar situation this year. But that's, bear in mind, that's a similar with 10 teams and a much stronger league. So I'd be probably expecting them to be in the top half without yeah. necessarily challenging for the title. Yeah, yeah. although to be honest, with some of the players that are coming down, I wouldn't be shocked if they were yeah, there or thereabouts. It's going to be how many of them come... It's how how many guys who you maybe in recent years consider to be ones players are... Yeah. Like, if they've got two or three each week, then that's maybe not enough. Yeah. If it's four or five every week, then that's a different kettle of fish than yeah. probably are title challengers. And Hayden is going to make a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see him take 40, 50 wickets. It's not happening, right? It's not happening. <laughs> I'm having the most wickets again this year. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I also have the advantage of bowling up Redelbin, so that's good. <laughs> And I can doctor the work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our growth twos. Um, so we've spoken about our growth, obviously, previously. Um, obviously, their ones were relegated uh, into the NEC. They've retained a lot of their squad. I would expect them to be a very strong second 11 for Division 1 standards as well. I would expect so, yeah. I mean, the, these guys are netting with guys who've been playing EPL cricket um, and things like that in recent years. So I would expect the drop in standard in Division 1 to suit them. I think by a lot of chats, but a lot of people probably have them as the favourites this year, seems to be the case. Um, 
don't know. If yeah, yeah, I can. I don't think it's unjustified. Yeah, them being it, uh, they'll be up at the top end, I would imagine, um, and they'll be hoping. I'd be pretty sure as a club, Arbroath will be hoping that their ones are going to go back in the EPL, and their twos can follow them straight back up into the NEC. Yeah, you would. You would think that's that's got to be the aim for the Lost year. Lost Megan McCall is the sort of that's the most notable. Um, loss in the twos. Side. Yeah, she's obviously gone to Strathmore. Um, yeah, next fixture then our fixture Largo. Obviously spoke to them, spoke to Ali at Largo a few weeks ago. Um, yep. Potential that they've lost a few boys, but having looked at friendlies and things, they still look to be pretty strong. Yeah, I mean the the well the big one they appear to have lost is Earnshaw. Yeah, um, which is a that is a massive one. Let's be. I mean the came as close as they came last year largely on his shoulders yeah um, so yeah it's maybe they c- Ali seemed a bit uncertain whether there might be a few more faces that wouldn't return but even just losing him is huge yeah um, so without him I would suspect they probably fall back into the middle of the pack I would have thought yeah I would think so I would think so um and then the other part of that fixture, obviously, runaway league winners, Bredalban. Um I look forward see, to my 60 weapons this year. Say no more. But no, I, th- I suppose we can touch on what's happened at Bredalban. We, I think, have recruited quite well this winter. Yep. Um, got a few guys um, that have come in and think will we'll make a decent impact. Um, probably more with the bat and the odd one with the ball as well. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, kind of across the board. I think we kind of struggled last year a little bit with having probably a core of sort of seven or eight, and then kind of scratching around for probably at least players ten and eleven at times. Yeah, far too often. Um, so yeah, I mean, like a lot of teams in the division, availability will be the big difficulty. Um, so yeah, I mean, Skipper this weekend is resting himself because he's not quite fit. But if you like last year, he would have been playing because there wouldn't have been the same availability yeah. as we've got. So I suppose it's a a good position to be in to let him get himself fit. Can't be uh, giving away our team news. I know, I can't do that in advance. Boy. Largo boys will be listening, taking advantage. Video tapes. I know. <laughs> uh, so the new team to the league this year is Crescent. Yeah. Uh, so Crescent played in the Aberdeen grades, uh, the top grade um, previously. Coming predominantly from AstroTurf pitches is my understanding. Uh, so they are going to be playing their cricket at Brecon um, at Guthrie Park. Um, sort of partnership that's worked for the two. Brecon don't have really much cricket going on there. Um, so it kind of suits them. They've got a decent facility there. Um, so yeah, I d- we touched on it in the interview. It, it's very difficult when comparing somebody who plays in a different league setup and they're going to move across yeah. as to where they are. Um, I think it was appropriate that they came in at Division 1. I think a top grades team realistically is not a Division 2 team. Um, I think having a quick look on their sort of stats at last year kind of got the impression maybe a slightly better batting team than bowling team, but if you're playing mainly on Astros, that might be impacting the stats. So. Yeah, it's easier to bat on an Astro than it is a grass wicket, particularly the sort of grass wickets that you're probably going to face in Division 1 level. They're not always... No, but they're they're good. They're, they're, there are good pitches, yeah. but you're more likely to get like more challenging. Like 
more challenging tracks um, than an Astro would be um, yeah. in Division 1, I think is fair to say. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what we, we get from Crescent. Dundee High School, first 11 come down. They've got a couple of overseas players. Yeah, I, I think they are massively over-fancied. Um, I agree completely. Um, um, I mean... <sighs> The ones and twos, to be honest, there seemed to be a hefty amount of crossover between who was playing. Like you have guys who seem to be ones players, but then appeared for the twos, and I don't know if it all depended on where the game was and things like that. Whether that was impacting it, mm. um, I would expect Dundee High to be better than they were last. Like their twos were last year, yeah, undoubtedly. But I've had conversations where people are putting them at the same expectation levels as our both and Stonywood twos, for example, the, the other two have come down for the NEC. I don't imagine they'll be close to that. I no, think. you only have to look at the NEC table last year to see that that just isn't the case. Yeah. Um, and So, yeah, I mean, two overseas players, but... Um, see how they go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, I, I would fancy them to be nearer the scrap at the bottom than the scrap at the top. I would, to be honest. Completely agree. But completely agree. Probably, possibly more of a, maybe more in the middle. But Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, Duke at twos, usually a very strong side in Division 1. Um, always close to the, the business end of the table. Won it a couple of years ago. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say they went, I don't know, Falkland won Falkland it, won it last it went year, up. yeah. But, um, <coughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't expect any less from Duke this year. They've got a few guys who've been playing ones cricket recent years. Ivor has dropped down to be yeah. the twos skipper. Uh, Jamal Ali is playing in their twos. Interesting to see if he keeps wicket. Yeah, um, mm. I believe Asif Hussain is going to be playing in their twos. Yeah. Um, Tiny Hands Jack Emsley. <laughs> Predominantly playing twos. He's got a new bowling action, just Jack. Um, so he's to adapt for this <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> poor Jack. <laughs> the best yeah. part about that is, uh, have I told you about the classroom assistant? <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, excellent. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if anyone sees Jack Hensley, just yeah, you know, tiny hands. That's fine. <laughs> um, so no, I expect I would expect them to be right up there. I mean, realistically, I think they're going to face the same situation as previous years, where I don't see the ones progressing out of the NEC, even with Safi being there. So yeah, they're they're, they're not going to get promoted. But I I do think they I've got every chance of being right up there. I. It, the probably question is when they are playing the Arbroath twos and the Stonywood Dice twos and even Meagle twos, I still am not necessarily seeing who's scoring the big runs for their second eleven. Um Jamal Jamal scored a lot of runs in Division One in years gone by. Yeah, but I don't think this division one is quite yeah. as comparable. Yeah. So you know, I'm expecting them to have guys score runs. I just wonder, in the big games, I would expect them to be, you know, there'll be sort of five teams who they will probably beat very comfortably. Um, it's the sort of the tough games. Yeah. That's where, you know, that's probably where my question mark would be over them to get them right up at the top. Yeah. 
St. Modens, obviously Division 2 champions last year. Um, interesting one. I don't know a huge amount about them, really. Um, but probably one for the lower table scrap, I would think. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, sort of, without being too pessimistic on our se- you know, our season as Bedalvin Cricket is, is, you know, we were sort of somewhat realistically sort of saying we're probably in the lower half. Yeah. Um, and I think we, the St. Modens are one of the teams that we look at and go, we need know, two wins we against want them. two wins against yeah. them. And we probably need two wins against them to be sort of assuring ourselves of safety. So they had, they had some big scores in Division 2 uh, last year. They also had quite a lot of games conceded, which helped their uh, title victory. Um, but I would expect them to be in the relegation fight, to be honest. Um, yeah. And then uh, Rossi Priory, uh, next up. Again, they're probably another team that we look at and go, we want to be targeting the the wins against, you want to be targeting wins against everyone. But you really want to be targeting the wins against the teams that are around you. And I think Rossi Priory are a team that are, are will be in that part of the table as well. Um, yes. They obviously, they what did they finish? Fifth last year um, due to the... No, sixth. They were. We the were, sixth we day, were yes, we were, they they did slide just below us because of their a yeah, lot harder fixtures a at the end. Unfortunate for them the way the split worked. Yeah, because they ultimately they'd finished in the top half and then played the rest of the top half teams. Yeah, um, I <coughs> I could see them having you know, I could almost see, spoke about how does De Rossi do against. The, um, how to do it do against the big teams, but I think Rossi's big problem is going to be aside from against a couple of teams. I probably wouldn't like me saying this about them, but I'm not sure they've got enough in the locker to be a potential, you know, a potential banana skin for one of the bigger teams, mm. for example. Um, so it is going to be quite important to them, I think, how they go against their, conti- their you know, their bottom of the table contenders. Yeah, you know, that's always going to be the situation, but. Some teams might fancy that they've got a couple of bodies who are able to cause upsets, and I'll, I'm not convinced those players are at Rossi Priory now. They've probably had guys who, at points in their career in the past, had that ability. Um, but yeah, I'm not really convinced those players are still there at Rossi Priory. So. Um, I think it could be a tough year. For Good them. way to get them right fired up for us facing them whenever that is. Right. I love people being fired <laughs> You do, to be fair. Uh, and then last team, Stonywood Dice, second 11. Obviously, they've got a uh, amateur um, for their second 11, Sean Walmerins, younger brother of Gareth, who's been their first 11 amateur for the previous three or four years. Um, yep. South yeah. African and described as a quick bowler. That'll be great fun at Aberfeldy. Oh, Easy. Nullify him quickly enough. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I would expect Sony Twos to be right up there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think if they didn't think they were going to be, I'm not convinced we would see a Sony with Twos in Division 1. I, I, I think they will be feeling like they have a chance to go straight back up because... <laughs> In the past, they haven't. They, there has been at points they've not been particularly keen to have us to play at that level. Understandably, at that level, it's a long way to the travel. Yeah. Um, but if it's also that's your only path back into the NEC, then 
Yeah, and I mean, that element of it is something we've spoken about before, something that I think there still should potentially be something that's addressed there and worked out, but that's, that is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I sort of look at it, and I'm not going to place one to ten, but I think you've probably got a few groups of teams. You've probably got your Arbroath, Stonywood, Meagle, and Duke, I would expect. One of those four to probably be um, the league winners. Probably got mid-table teams that I would be looking at of Largo, Crescent, particularly. I would say I'm not expecting those guys to be the top or the bottom end. Yeah, and I would include including ourselves in the group. I would say the other four are probably against each other. Are gonna have to yeah, be looking over your shoulder yeah. um, at the bottom end. Um, but yeah, Obviously, really. Top of that four. Well, no, we're just gonna fly past all of our expectations. And say, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Can I consider myself James? Four hundred for none against our broth. <laughs> Mate, I would have cramped that four million <laughs> times before that happened. Oh, I'm You're unavailable that week. <laughs> I've I've retired out of twenty five again. Twenty seven. Um, uh, but aye, so it's actually two and uh, no, two and three, one and three. Yeah, about two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it'll be a good season. A few overseas players. Um, yeah, I'll be testing, very testing. It will be testing. I don't know how I feel about overseas players in Division One. It's my only slight thing. It's t- team. I'm not judging teams that have them. They're totally entitled to have them, and that's completely fine. But. In the NEC, there became a point where it was kind of impossible, probably is still almost impossible, to get promoted without one. Yeah. And my worry is, do we want Division 1 to go that way as well? And we've got four in it this year. You know, I look at perhaps Hayden, would Meagle, ha- if it wasn't for the relationship established with Hayden, maybe... Yeah, it was a two-year gre- two year deal like, when they agreed it, wasn't so it? So, he may, you know, that's maybe the reason they've got him. I don't know. I've not had that conversation with him. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I think from conversations I've had, Meagle went into the winter intending on Hayden still being in their first 11 yeah. this year. Um, but they got an opportunity to sign a top quality bat, um, which I think, if they had the opportunity to do it, they couldn't not take no, that. No, I, um, I, I so say, I'm not, I'm not. I, no, absolutely agree. I just have slight worries if we turn Division One into a team where you kind of, you kind of need the overseas players in it. But I suppose we're saying of the top four, two of them, as far as I'm aware, Duke and Arbroath have. No overseas players yeah. playing, and we are expecting them to do well. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, you picking a winner? Mm. Uh, Arbroath, I think I would. Mm. Yeah, that's probably what I was going to say as well. To be honest, um, makes for a really interesting debate. That doesn't it? Anyway. <laughs> Div 2. This episode's going to be long enough. I don't think we need long. No, I don't. We don't. We don't. Div 2. Lots of second and third 11s and 
two first 11s. So we'll talk about the two first 11s first. Let's do that. Broomhall. Broomhall, who we've obviously spoken about already in this episode in great detail. So I don't think we need a, a huge amount more chat on them. I expect them to probably be upper mid-table um, is where I'm putting them. Yeah, we don't know a lot about them, so it's hard. To, but yeah, I would expect. That. Yeah, uh, Glenn Rothis are the other first eleven. Again, I think, I think the move from them to go from two elevens to one elevens is a really good one. Um, I think it was clear at the back end of last season that they probably didn't quite have two Saturday elevens, um, and I think that's a move they needed to make. Hopefully, it means that they can come back and in a couple of years down the line they'll have a second eleven again. Um, but I think for them at the moment right thing to do um to go down to that that 111 um i don't quite know what they have or who they have or haven't retained no and that's that's slight difficulty um i mean if you look at the batting charts from last year they have they've got three of the top six run scorers in division 1 yeah. um so they have some very capable batters. They yeah, really do. They do. Um, um, so you know, and and some very capable bowlers. Yeah. And to be honest, and that drop in standard probably even brings some of their fringe guys to being more capable contributors as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would. Pro- I would expect Glenrothes to be up there. Yeah, so would I. To be fair, I, I would would expect, and actually, it would be. Obviously, we heard earlier that. Broom Hall and Glen Rothis, they are playing a friendly this weekend. Yep. It'll be interesting to hopefully see a scorecard from that, um, because that might be a good good gauge of, of where Broom Hall are at. Second elevens, there are four of them in the division. Uh Fruki, Kinloch, Dundee High School and Largo. Where do you want to start? I'm just looking at the matches there. Fruki's the first one, so um to be honest, I don't know. Uh, we are certain ten realms of teams. I don't really know, um, to be fair. Um, yeah, I mean, must obviously, Fruki's second 11 made the Two Counties Cup final last year. Um, yeah. Did, did they win it, or did Meagle win it? I thought Fruki won it. Did Fruki win it? Right, okay. So they won the Two Counties Cup, and if Meagle won it, apologies. <laughs> um, oh, they were certainly in the final, I uh, know that much. So obviously, there must be a capable, capable side there. Um... Yeah, probably a another mid table season for them, maybe. Um, yeah, I think. I suppose it all de- we'll touched on this, um, but it's difficult when it's that second eleven. You always yeah. got that pressure of having players taken off you. And yeah, that's, it's and their first eleven have obviously lost a couple as well. Um, yeah. So although I see. believe have signed. I believe they have overseas players mm-hmm. for their ones. I think possibly two. Right. Um, so that maybe negates that. So that maybe helps that issue. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think I, I get the impression they've got players there who are very capable at that level, but I don't know how often they actually get them out of the park. Is the big difficulty? Yeah. Can lock second eleven. Um, ran St. Moden's close last year, we'd expect them to be right back up there as well. Yeah, and I'd I think expect them to probably be the favourites, to be honest. Yeah, I would think so. And I think as a club, they're really looking to have NEC and Division 1 teams. How their ones will fare in the NEC this year, not quite sure. Well, that could be a problem for them. That could be a problem for them. Yes. Um, 
And, you know, I think you look at what Kinloch are doing as a club, and actually I think it would be great to see them spread through the divisions. Yeah. They're a club that are really trying to do things. They've obviously got their new ground, and we've touched on these things before. But, yeah, I think it would be good to see them. Yeah, absolutely. Falklands third 11. Uh, no, we're staying with the second 11s first, aren't we? Dundee High School, second 11. Struggled to get a team at the back end of last season. Struggled to get a team at the back end of the season before. Um, will history repeat itself? Probably. Um, they keep not disappearing, but they keep re-emerging. So. Yeah. Um, I, look, I'm never going to f- criticise a team for being there. But yeah, I mean, that is two years in a row, at least, that yeah. that's been the case. And yeah, it's not particularly fair to the other teams in the league, is how I see it. Um, I don't expect... On the basis of what we saw last year, I would imagine they may well be bottom of the league. Yeah, probably. Uh, Largo twos. Um, I, from what I understand, I don't think there's a huge standard difference between Largo and their second eleven. To be honest, um, certainly think, towards the top think, end of their say, twos. I think it's the top. I think they're good twos players are what make the big difference. I think they're yeah. a reasonable pool of players. Of a similar standard below that is my understanding of yeah. Margo. Um I wouldn't expect them to be challenging, though. No, no, I wouldn't. And then the two third 11s, Falkland and Kinloch 3s. Falkland, obviously their twos have stepped up to the NEC. Um, so I, I would expect they'll be wanting their threes to push on if they can. It's whether they've got that depth at the uh, moment, which I'm just not sure they've got. Yeah, I mean, speaking to them at the weekend there, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, it's a development team that they've yeah. got out. They've got some experienced heads and some younger folk. Um, and I think they're there to play cricket. And I think, you know, what whatever they do, I think they'll just be more keen on individual development probably. Um, yeah. I'm sure they want to win. I'm not saying they don't want to win. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't expect them to be pushing forward. And if their twos are going to have availability issues, that can only knock on to their threes. Yeah, yeah. And then, can Locke's third 11, will they challenge can Locke's second well, 11? Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I heard that question has been asked. So, <laughs> um, you know, do they get to take over as the second 11 if they finish higher in the league than the second 11? <laughs> so, um <laughs> You know, good aspirations. Um, Gregor Kiddy has stayed on as the skipper. So for those who are unaware, Kinloch threes are effectively have replaced Norwood. Yeah. Um, so and Gregor was at Norwood, um, or was the skipper at Norwood? I think he was already involved slightly in Kinloch as well. But um, so yeah, so he's heading up that team. Um, but yeah, so it's. I think realistically K two are still going to be ahead of K three. Yeah, K two the winners when all is said and done. <coughs> yeah, I I I, I kind of struggled to see past that. You look at um, I'm just having a look here at how things went last season. Um, I mean, they kind of have and the massive battles and bowlers and things up there in the charts from last year. So. Yeah. Oh well. In fact, the top five wicket takers in the league were all from Kinloch. Kinloch did play a lot more games, which did help their cause. But um, impressive nonetheless. Really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think so. I think we are thinking 
Abrosen can walk too. Yeah. Well, the two winners. Obviously, it doesn't really matter who finished the bottom of Division 2. Division 2 is the, the, the end point. Um, and I suppose there's permutations that with EPL relegations and stuff you could end up with a bigger <laughs> Div 2 next year you never know might see the turn of Glenroth as 2s and things like that some um, new entrants into the region maybe well that's been Rumblans, talked about as well that? which that'll knock it on and I, you know what I think if longer term that's where it goes I think you know 3 divisions of 10 would be good um, I think the Strathmore Union I'm not sure the R&D cricket's really working whether they need to look at you know, Division Two, stroke Division Three. In the past, it's been a Sunday league. I don't know, but mm. um, but it's good to see that there's more teams. Um, and I suppose Division One and Two, in the in the off season, there was discussions of going to pools and things like that, and that was voted down. I think that was a sensible call. Have players playing at the level that is right for them. Yeah, uh, you're still going to every division is still going to have strong teams and weak teams. That's fine. But you have to try and bridge, you know, try and make it as fair as possible. And the idea of kind of having an Arbro second eleven up against a Dundee High School second eleven, so that's a waste of time. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Totally. Totally. Cool. Um, so that's the end of the Div One and Div Two preview. Um, let us know your thoughts at DivDogPod on the Twitter. It's time for the return of predictions, though. Uh, Needed some music. Meh. Need a voiceover guy. Yeah. It's time <laughs> for the prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, double chin was exquisite on the camera there. <laughs> <laughs> Mine just hidden by my big yellow microphone. So, um, right, we are going to pass to the predictions because we've recorded them separately. So it's uh, not going to be very smooth, is it? Well, you'll you'll find out who it's with. So. Enjoy. It's predictions time. Long-awaited return of predictions and the weekly return of Hoagie. Hoagie, how you doing? I'm okay, lads. How are we? Yeah, That's good. You're not okay, Hoagie. I'm like... not okay. I'm really flat. I'm trying to G myself up for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only half ten. Come on. I mean, I know, it's been a long day, mate. It's been a long day, and I'm up at half six tomorrow. But oh, well, just got, we're almost at the weekend, and it's bank bank holiday. I'm off on Monday, so uh, and the season yeah, and the season starts. Uh, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Where are you on Saturday? Who you got on Saturday? Watson's away. Watson's um, away. Good start to the, the season. Cold, that the coldest ground on the circuit. First up. I mean, I think we'll be colder. We're at Largo, so Watson's the. F- Coldest ground on the circuit. Yeah, it's really cold. have been relegated, so that's probably. Yeah, it's because it's. I think it's because it's so open. Every time I play there, it's freezing cold. Uh, Stonywood is definitely still a colder ground. We played there last year and it was twenty-five degrees. So I've changed my mind. At Stonywood. Yeah. You played at Stonywood in the rain last year. I've done that as well, but last year was uh, (laughs) tropical rain. It was, you know, splitting pavements, and uh, I was a bit hungover as well. wasn't wasn't a good mix. wasn't good. <laughs> right, let's well, crack into it. Well, you've got All one right. PM start to start with. I know. So oh, yeah. You've got an extra hour in your bed. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I need it. 
Right, so predictions. So obviously, okay. I am the defending champion. Go me. That's excellent. But we've got three people this year doing predictions. We do. Just, you know, it was we didn't want Andrew to get too crushed, so now he can lose to two people rather than just one. Let's hope so. Ah, cheers for that, pal. <laughs> it's all right, though, because Hoagie's going to get off to a poor start looking at the state of his predictions. But anyway. Oh, no, to be fair, there's goal. only one difference between all of us. Yeah, but... So, yeah, it's a fair call. It's I, going I to be 1-0 end of the weekend. Right, let's let's... Let's bring it bring it up. We'll do it. How do you do this? How do I do it? I do a share screen. Um, so you probably won't be able to see them, Callum. Um, this is going really well. Uh, where is it? I've I, genuinely lost it. I have no idea. But is this recording you? Yeah. I know oh, your cats come in. This is going well, Andrew. Yeah. Share and here we go. Right, should be able to see it oh. now. Uh, not that we can see Hoagie, but anyway, let's go. I can see Hoagie's there. <laughs> yeah, we can. He's just gone small. It's fine. So um, we've got our picking order. So it was me to pick first yep. um, and then pick my Joker. We're not going to get the Jokers on the screen because we're not using our usual software at the moment because we've not worked it out. I know, but I messed up, didn't I? Sorry. So um, I know. So fixtures this week. For round one in the North East Championship, Arbroath United against Fruki. I've gone for Arbroath. Huntley against Gordonians. I've gone for Huntley. Forfarshire 2 against Aberdeenshire. I've gone for Aberdeenshire. I do know the Forfarshire 2s beat Aberdeenshire last year, but I do think that was a bit of a blip result. I've heard there's some availability issues. And I can't see that that will be repeated. Um, Strathmore against Falkland. Twos. Um, I'm going with a, a home win there, and Duke it against Kinloch, a home win there as well. Um, okay. yeah, they're up on screen. So the only difference is Hoagie's gone for for Forfarshire to beat Aberdeenshire. Hoagie, explain yourself. Uh, the boys are in confident mood. A few of them got a run out in the first team last week in a friendly. Uh, Aberdeenshire got a bit of a heighten from Huntley last week, actually. So the heads will be down, um, and I don't know. I just got a good feeling about it. Uh, first game at home, um, and there's a lot of boys trying to push to get in the first team, um, especially because we're missing a few this week. Um, so hopefully the young lads can go and put out a performance. Uh, and as you say, they beat them last year, so why not do it again? So you batting pads to lead them to. The victory, so it is. Yeah, and I'm the coach, so I've got to expect us to win. Otherwise, I'll get fired. <laughs> so this is actually so, an excellent ploy in bringing him into these predictions. He's going to have to pick four he twos every like week. One, you know, one fixture a week, sabotaged. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Um, we're not talking on. about them. That we're just predicting, and that's it. Just the way him. Well, uh, right. Okay. No, we can't keep talking about them. Yeah, I'm going to take the screen share off so that people... I don't know if you're aware of this. We're meant to share our opinions. People can see us again rather than the the fixtures. (laughs) Right, so Arbroath v. Fruki. Obviously, we kind of touched on in the preview. Arbroath favourites to go back up, or one of the favourites, certainly, to go back straight back up again. Hoagie's (laughs) face doesn't agree. Yeah, I mean... I don't agree. I I think it'll be... It's a tricky start, that Fruki. Fruki are dangerous. 
Forfisher's good friend. That's about as bad a call as you picking Forfisher in that fixture, by the way. I, I, I don't see Fruki challenging our broth here at all, I have to say. But... Plus, they're all I've been told about they're all raging at Forfs because you've stole their scorer anyway. So I don't know what you're on about. Listen, so they're gonna so, so just just to so just because they're... so they've lost Safi, they've lost Scribe, lost the plot of Fruki, that's it. And because they've That's they're the raging at Forbes, they'll just lie down to our road. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, just <laughs> it, it could ha- that could happen. Uh, <laughs> no, I've heard uh, Ian Stonebridge is the most one of the most dangerous players in the NEC. So, and our boys, especially like this is coming from Force boys, they think he's think he's a bit of a player. So why yeah, not? I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't disagree. Um, on that he's a, a solid, solid NEC player. Um, I just think that our broth have retained a pretty strong side for the, the Northeast Championship. And I think they'll they'll win the majority of their games and I, I don't see that they won't start with a win. Yeah, no, I I, th- I can't see anything other than that. I don't I don't foresee it being very close, to be honest. And I think Particularly with our growth being at home, I think they'll be far, far too strong. Yeah. Um. The ha- the difference is if it was a boxing match, Fruki would definitely win because Dale Cowan would just knock all the <laughs> I mean, women. It would just need to be Dale against our growth. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Right. Next one then. Huntley Gordonians. Uh, we've all gone Huntley again. I think we expect Huntley to be up there yeah, this I, year. I think this. <laughs> Probably the two games that I would have said are closest, I'd have thought, looking at this, I know there's one of the games that Jack's predicted differently, but I'd have thought Huntley Gordonians and Strathmore and Falkland 2s were probably the two games that I was sort of most humming and hawing about. I definitely have Huntley as favourites, but Gordonians are a squad. Um, we obviously lost Hegde to Meagle. Yeah. Um, but they've got a lot of guys kicking around who performed over the years. And I, I think they are... I think they're a team that nobody probably massively wants to play because they, on their day, have the ability, I think, to knock over anybody in the league. Um, but I would back Huntley, but I, I don't think it'll be as straightforward as the the first game. Yeah, possibly, yeah, I, I think. Prashant Wig is a good player from yeah. Gordonian. Yeah, yeah uh, true. but obviously Huntley, as I say, Huntley gave Aberdeen a bit of a doing last week, so they'll be they'll be ready to rumble. Yeah, um, be riding high, going to this full yeah. of confidence, and it's at Huntley as well. Yeah, and as we've said before, you know, going to Huntley is like going to Stoke on the Tuesday night. So <laughs> you would have to have to think they would get the job done there. Yeah. I reckon. Rory's a lap long balls in from everywhere. <laughs> Jack's probably too young for that reference. You know that. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as young as you think. But one thing I know a lot about is football. <laughs> a not cat on it. on the table here. You too, Phil. I'm gonna have to deal with a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <Pitch and> Veda. <laughs> <laughs> no, this if we're is, an explicit podcast, I'm making another comment there, Andrew. But we're not, so I'm not bothered. Um, <laughs> right, so. Forfarshire twos in Aberdeenshire. Andrew and I are back in Aberdeenshire, Jack. We've already touched on 
you um I mean you backed force to win the league. So I mean a Pitch Invader's been ejected. <laughs> <laughs> Thrown out in the pouring rain. Um I, yeah, I don't know. It's... it's definitely a hard it's a hard game, but I feel like if you're gonna beat Aberdeen, it's gonna be week one, so uh, that's, that's Why not? Thing. Yeah, Why not? um, I I wouldn't be shocked if it um if Forfarshire did pull it off. To be honest, as I said, they beat them at home last year. Um, Aberdeen should have had a bit of a chastening. I know it's pre-season, but and I don't know how much you can read into pre-season results, but they did take a bit of a heavy defeat last weekend. Um, I can get, I can sort of get the logic, but I still think Aberdeen go into it as fairly heavy favourites. Uh, yeah, I would say so. But, yeah. Um, Strathmore v Falcon Twos. We obviously played Falcon Twos for Bradal. Well, two, two stroke threes. threes. Um, for Bradalbin on Saturday, I think to be fair, it was probably slightly heavier on the threes. Right? Yeah, I think it was. It sounds it like was. there might be availability, some availability issues for them this year. Um, oh. which does sort of make me think it's going to be a tough, tough season. They're a squad that have got ability. You know, they've got guys who will be able to post big runs um, and, you know, guys that are able to take wickets. But it's where they've got the squad. To sort of yeah, sort and of full 11. Strathmore have got their overseas amateur in for game one, yeah. um, which I think potentially a big difference maker as well. Um, yeah, obviously we, we spoke to... To Liam last week, and they have lost a few guys at Strathmore, um, but I do still think they'll just have too much for for Falkland second eleven. Yeah, am I right in saying that Harsha is playing for Falkland second eleven though? I believe that's the plan. Um, now I... that could make a slightly large difference to the absolutely. I, I don't know if he'll be available instantly. I didn't get the impression. I I didn't get the impression that. He would be available for this game, right? Okay. I think there is a chance that he may play, that he may feature this year, and if so, it will be for the second eleven. That does make a world of difference yeah. to their team. Um, but yeah, I don't believe unless something dramatic happened that um he will be, be playing. Yeah. yeah, and then Perth Ducat versus Kinloch. Obviously, Ducat with the headline signing over the winter of um, Safi and Sharif, um, who uh, he'll win a lot of games single handedly this year, to be honest. And I could see this being and one of them. He'll be available. What was that? He'll play. He should he's play playing. then. He'll he's be available. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I chatted with him on Monday um, and he will be playing this weekend. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I think I. Yeah, I, he's, I think he's the one in the. That's a bit of a one-sided affair. <coughs> yeah, I think even without Safi, I would put Ducat as favourites in this fixture um, yeah. because they do have a... Spinners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mystery. Mystery, yeah, indeed. What's a mystery? How they don't get called for chucking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... The... I don't think there's anyone with that Suspect that'll feature this season. Oh really? Okay, because um, when just from when I last played against them, there was a couple of, <laughs> and it was very, very, very difficult to play on Duke's wicket. I mean, I was to the flip. 
and it was a uh, hard watch. <laughs> it, it's, it was so hard to bat against. <laughs> because so the wicket was to. wet and low and it was it was horrible. <laughs> so I was thinking, Duke it, you know, they'll just spice up the wicket, they'll roll everyone. <laughs> no, uh, to be fair, the got... the I think the track at Duke it'll be a bit of a road. Um certainly heading more and more that way. That's what they've been oh, aiming yeah. for the past the past few years is to get it and, and that's the impact that the groundsman that they brought in two, three years ago has had. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely it, ground to play at, I must say. I do really is. enjoy it. Um, and I mean, historically, over the last decade, two decades maybe, um, it has been a bit of a pudding of a track. Uh, but that's not the case anymore. Um, I think you could see some quite high-scoring games potentially. Do, although, it's massive. Yeah, The I, ones pitch is massive. I actually... I. I've always slightly felt that the size of the outfield at Duke has been a bigger problem than the actual strip. At least at Duke, you knew kind of what it was going to do. Like it wasn't like some places that were erratic. But with it being a bit of a on the slower side as a deck, with a huge big mossy outfield as it was, as it yeah. was, the moss is something they've been working on as well. It's just a hard place to score runs. Like, You'd be cramping yeah. up at, into single figures, wouldn't oh you? Oh my days! <laughs> There's a reason I just when I was playing there a couple of seasons ago, I just blocked it out all the time. Couldn't have been bothered that. <laughs> Couldn't have been running threes. I mean, yeah. Jesus! Oh, I did that once on Saturday. That was enough. That's me for the whole season. No more threes, thank you. <laughs> Probably two stone heavy, uh, lighter as well. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's our predictions. Jokers. Jokers. Yeah. So I'm. Choosing first on the Jokers, um, I'm back in Huntley um, as my Joker. You reckon that's quite a close one, but um... I reckon it's potential banana skin is more. I think would be. I'm not yeah. Saying, Huntley, I think are comfortably the favourites, but I think there's a banana skin in Gordonians. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Hoagie, you are next for your Joker. Uh, I am going to go against everything I've just said and use our bro. They'll be stripping I've, that I've, badge off your chest. Just, nah, that. just just winding people up, but now nah, I think Arbroath will Arbroath will get the job done. And I think what'll what'll favour Arbroath this year is they've got a few batters who are particularly good against medium pace bowling who last year maybe struggled with guys who are a wee bit quicker. I think, you know, boys like Craig Tamarin, um, Bryce Carnegie and stuff, they they murder medium pace bowling. So I can see them two in particular having a good season and uh Matt Peaty as well, he was obviously cats for Scotland, so I think he could have a big year as well and two overseas. So yeah, I think they'll they'll be home and dry on Saturday. Callum, your joker? Joker. Yeah. I think of the three that's left, I can see that as the, the choice, yeah. I think, to be honest, I'd probably pick Duke if I was first. But, mm. um, Fair enough. But, Fair enough, we'll see how we go. Right, well. That's it. So we will come back next week and hopefully... Behind the scenes, it'll all be a bit smoother. Um, Hopefully, yeah. We have been trying this for about an hour. Yeah, it's quarter to 11 and we've still got three quarters of this podcast to record. It's a long episode if we do that, Andrew. Um, (laughs) So we will see what the scores are next week. Um, 
as always, folk, hit us up on social media at DibDobPod. Yeah. I've still never got rented in the Facebook, so that's all there is. Um, And let us know what you think, who's going to win the games on Saturday. Indeed. Right. Thanks as ever, Hoagie, and we'll, we'll, we'll chat to you again no, next no. week. Cheers, lads. Yes. Thank you. Right, well, that was the predictions. That was yeah. the start of my victorious campaign, obviously. I mean, we just went for the same thing, pretty much. So Yeah. And, like, and now what was Hoagie doing, was like, just... high? Lives <laughs> in Stogies. So yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. Anyway, well, before we run off into the sunset... Um, <laughs> a bit late for that. Uh, <laughs> gone past midnight. Gone midnight. Um, there was some, there's, well, there was women's cricket action and there is more women's cricket action coming up. Yeah, the superbly advertised stuff last weekend. It was great. I know, um, there's a lot of notice about that. Yeah, but um, yeah, on Sunday, uh, Scotland A women played against Lancashire and Cumbria at Clydesdale. Clydesdale? Yeah. Titwood. Titwood, yeah. Two wins from two for the Scottish girls. Highlight performance being... Elsa Lister's just absolute annihilation of the Lancashire attack, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's the Lancashire I mean, it's game. It's always good when people annihilate Lancashire. Um, but yeah, another impressive performance from Elsa Lister. Um, just what a talent, I think. Yes, I mean, off air, you made the very valid point of, you know, will we now see her end up going down south because she's done it against a genuine county side. Yeah. Um, and that uh, that's probably, feels like she's probably, her Catherine Fraser, maybe next off the rank in terms of getting that opportunity. Um, and I think quite justifiably Absolutely, so. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think she, she does deserve that opportunity. Um, she had a tremendous summer last year domestically. Um and yeah, is is sort of following that up in a Scotland shirt as well. Um, I, I think she's a huge talent um, and is is going to go places. No, I would agree. Um, and it's fantastic to see these opportunities, more exposure. We've got the Super Series coming up this Sunday yeah. at Fort Hill, uh, Forfarshire's ground. Uh, so it's kind of like two mixed teams yeah. going head to head. I think for a wee while they sort of tried to go along the more male regions but and it was kind of the east versus a combined west and county, yeah that didn't really work that's fair enough like that's where the women's game is at just now and i think that's i just yeah. think it's quite good that they've not gone well no we're adamant the regions have to be what it is and that's maybe not the best thing yeah. for the women's game right now um and actually somebody who's playing in that game who we can touch on on personal experience um and it kind of tells you about the strength of where the women's game is sort of moving towards as we played against emma halliwell um, on saturday yeah on saturday and very very impressed with emma um you know in the field looked very good didn't see a lot of her bat and she really came in right towards the end um but her bowling looked very very good i think she took four wickets she did yeah um, yeah and isn't getting a ball for scotland and that's and that's presumably because of the other talent that's there. Um, you would have to think so, yeah. Um, because from what I, I saw, yeah, I was really impressed with her with her bowling. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, would have thought that 
she would get a chance to bowl for Scotland. Don't really understand that, but yeah, and I think it she, must well, be. she got left out in the under nineteen squad, which I think was a disappointment for her. Um, but as I say, it's more on the point of you know I don't know enough about each individual player in the yeah. setup to say whether that's justified or not. But I just thought it was very good to see that that strength coming, th- you know, kind of coming yeah, through. And yeah, that's, absolutely. That, you know, that's been happening for years now. We've We've got the, the obviously Northern Lights spoke to them last year, yeah. Um, and there's now the Challenger League. Challenger League starting. Falkland obviously are entering into that. There's going to be a Perth and Can Ross team going to play in the North Inch, yeah. Um, and that as well, which I think is great. It'll yeah. be great to see weekend cricket back on the North Inch. Um, for for the city of Perth, I think that's great as well. Yeah, um, and obviously for the for the women's game as well. Um, just to to have more cricket. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's it's progressing quickly and that's fantastic to see. So yeah, we um there was some good action. I've caught a little bit of the the stream um in the Cumbria game. It was very cricket Scotland though. The uh, frog box ran out of charge. So <laughs> um so yeah. yeah, so you know, encourage people to go along to what I would imagine will be a very good game. It yeah. should you know, the way it's kind of engineered the two teams, they should be very balanced um, to provide good competition. Obviously a very good deck to play on as well. So um yeah, get along. Um support the ladies and um and I think it's fair to say girls because some of them are still quite young. Um yeah. you know, along on Sunday if you're not doing anything else, hopefully the weather holds out for them. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be, it's obviously something we covered um, and I suppose we will need to decide, do we have room in our coverage to to encompass the Challenger League as well? Um, uh, might be more of a sort of touching in from time to time, yeah. but we'll need to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, we'll try, we'll try our best. But yeah, uh, we've kind of, good, uh, you know, hopefully we've always been seen as being supportive to the... To the yeah, world. absolutely, we do do very much try to be. I guess the other thing, we're not going to go into detail, Um uh, but it was today when we started recording this podcast, yep. yesterday as we finished recording it, um, Cricket Scotland announced some new appointments to their executive team as Cricket Scotland, the face of C- Cricket Scotland continues to change. Um, a new interim chief executive plus a couple of other appointments as well. Um, yeah, well, I think, to be honest, the other appointments are probably... I know we're not going to go into this in detail, but... A lot of the other appointments are more around possibly where some of the issues are seen to be in terms yeah. of EDI and, and sort of discipline and things like that um, that's involved. Um, so th- they are significant appointments. Yeah, we don't really have time to touch on it in detail. But it's good to see these things progress. And I saw a, a sort of mind, not a mind map, a flowchart of the um, disciplinary procedure that's going right. to be in place this year um, and it's it's uh, not the clearest to read so um, maybe still slightly it's just like lots of lines going up in different directions and it's <laughs> excellent but tough times ahead for Cricket Scotland but it's good to see these things happening and yeah. it's very encouraging to see that they have managed to appoint a new s- chief executive because I thought no one would want to do it yeah um, chair's still vacant though at the moment isn't it so Aye. yeah but um one step at a time, one step at a time. Um, right, that brings us to the end. Um, do reach out to us on Twitter with any of your thoughts, anything we've discussed today um, at Pod. Do like, share, subscribe, comment, 
on YouTube um, or if you're listening on another platform on there as well. But most of you do tend to watch on YouTube. Um, it must be just our faces. Love to see our stunning faces. Um, but yeah, that's the end of this episode. Obviously, the season is now upon us. Go well to everyone um, playing this weekend. Hopefully, the weather holds out for everyone uh, and we get lots of lots of cricket in. Um, enjoy your games and we'll we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everyone.